Hello and welcome back to Sam Spin. My name is Sam, and this is my spin on NBA's One Hit Wonders. You guys showed some tremendous support on my first ever episode, um, how James Harden broke the game of basketball. So I'm coming at you guys with something that I teased way back then, and that is this One Hit Wonders series. We're going to be starting with basketball, and basketball is probably most famous One Hit Wonder story. Uh, let me take you guys back to the year of 2012. Um, it was February 2nd. The New York Knicks were playing against the Boston Celtics. And this guy named Jeremy Lin played six and a half minutes and scored two points that game. Okay. No one ever thought much of him. He was a point guard from Harvard. He was a really smart guy, obviously, but not necessarily the greatest basketball player. He had a few years on the Warriors where he never saw any minutes. He was in and out of the D-League at the time, and his career seemed like it was going to go nowhere. The very next game, in fact, the very next day against the New Jersey Nets, Jeremy Lin played 35, almost 36 minutes, and dropped 25 points, leading the Knicks to a seven-point win over their uh, neighbors and their rivals. In this game, Carmelo Anthony, the star player of the team, only scored 11 points in 35 minutes of play. It was Jeremy Lin who led the team on his back. But one crazy game happens. Lots of players in the NBA have the talent and the skill to pull that off, and nobody goes wild over it. But what happened next was surprising. The Knicks won seven straight games with Jeremy Lin being the star of the team. And yes, they lost to the Charlotte Hornets, but it was a close game. And actually it was New Orleans Hornets at the time, my bad. Um, but yes, they lost that game. It was a very close game. They lost by four points, but Jeremy Lin still had 26 points on the night. So he still had a great performance. Lin's sanity seemed far from over. Um, he scored 136 points total in his first five games alone, in his first five starts, rather, which is the most five, most points scored in their first five starts by any player since the NBA and ABA merged together to create the league we know today. He averaged almost 27 points per game for the first six games. Um, he scored that game-winning shot over the Raptors, which is ironic because that is the team that he found success with later in his career and won a championship there. He was the hot rage of the NBA. Everyone came to watch Jeremy Lin play. Uh, tickets for Knicks games skyrocketed at one point, according to um, this theweek.com. Um, the top price for a ticket to a Knicks game ended up being over $4,000 dollars per seat and just before that it was not even half of that jeremy lynn drew eyeballs to quite possibly the biggest basketball market in the world madison square garden by himself this guy who came out of nowhere he used to appear in YouTube videos uh, with Ryan Higa, who used to be the biggest YouTuber at the time, and uh, that was his only claim to fame. Sure, he was a professional basketball player, but he never saw an NBA floor for so long, and he got his big break. Um, it all came to a head when he faced the big three, 
the Miami Heat. And that is where he started to show signs of weakness. He only scored eight points with six rebounds in 34 minutes of play. But the important thing to note, Carmelo Anthony, again, retook the star role on the team. 19.7 rebounds. But the team was thrashed by the Miami Heat. Uh, 102 to 88. Um, the trio of LeBron James, Dwayne Wade, and Chris Bosh were too much for Jeremy Lin to handle. And that was their first loss in a long time at that point. Uh, Jeremy Lin's stardom was really put into question on that big stage. And he never really reached that peak again. He scored 19 points the following game. Nothing terrible, but you could tell it wasn't the same. However, I think that just because it was a lightning in the bottle type of moment, that should not make us forget how fun the NBA was when Jeremy Lin was lighting teams up. It seemed like the man could do no wrong. He was crafty. He was finishing in the paint over the Giants. He was shooting it from three lights out. You would think that he was Stephen Curry out there, and Steph Curry was not even the god-tier shooter that we know him to be today. He was doing everything you would want an NBA point guard to do and then some. And he was leading this team who had high expectations but had no chance of meeting them to some meaningful wins early in the regular season. Uh, right up until the All-Star break, there were even murmurs that he should be a member of the team. Um, it's hard to imagine now, so many years removed, that this was an actual storyline going on in the NBA of whether Jeremy Lin was the greatest point guard to play in that league at the time. Uh, it's so silly looking back on it, but that's the fun part of having this show and this segment to spotlight these players who had flashes of brilliance, but never quite met them. Uh, he did find, like I mentioned earlier, some success with the Toronto Raptors. He rode their bench in 2019 to an NBA championship win over the team that gave him a chance, the Golden State Warriors. Um, they won that ring. We all know the story. Kawhi Leonard put that team on his back. Pascal Siakam stayed, uh, stepped up big time. Kyle Lowry showed that he is a solid player. But Jeremy Lin got very little minutes. And you would think in 2012 that if Jeremy Lin was on a championship roster, he would be starting and dropping 25 a night. And sadly, that was not the case. He is now struggling to find a roster spot on a G League team. But there are some teams in the league right now that I think should be looking to give him another chance. Uh, there's a few teams who could use that kind of experienced veteran point guard who has been in the limelight and who has won a championship, whether or not he contributed on the court, he was in the locker room. He was part of that culture. He was part of that experience. And there, there's a few teams where we can really look up and down the league that, that can use that kind of presence. Uh, one team I want to start with is the Sacramento Kings. Um, it's very close to the original team he played for, the Warriors. Uh, it's in the same state. And they have a lot of young, young point guards in De'Aaron Fox. And um, I guess he's not a point guard, but Buddy Heald. And uh, their, their new rookie, 
um, that, that they just acquired as well. So they can use that veteran presence uh, a lot on this team. Uh, I'm sorry, I'm, it was Ty- Tyrese Halliburton. Uh, his name slipped my mind for just a second. But they have Corey Joseph as their um, veteran point guard, and that's about it. Uh, and Corey Joseph, he w- was pretty decent, but that is not a mentor to a De'Aaron Fox, a Tyrese Halliburton, or a Buddy Heald. I think that a guy like Jeremy Lin, who has experienced the spotlight before, who has performed, albeit inconsistently, but pretty well over a course of half of a regular season, basically, um, he could be a really good presence on that roster. Another team that I think could use his services is the Memphis Grizzlies. Now, we like to talk about John Morant a lot on this show. Uh, my opinions have shifted slightly, although maybe a, le- a lot less than Jonathan would claim. But uh, John Morant has the potential to be the best point guard in the NBA at any given moment. He is that good. He's lighting up teams. It's only his second year in the league. That injury slowed him down for a few games, but he's right back at it to where he was. Their veteran point guard, Tim Frazier. Now, no knock on Tim Frazier. He was a pretty solid player, but he does not have the experience, like I said, with the Kings to mentor a guy like John Morant. Jeremy Lin has championship pedigree. He's been there before, and he knows the struggle. Something that John Morant, in his short time in the NBA so far, has not had to to struggle with. He was selected number two overall, and from the moment he stepped foot in the Grizzlies organization, he was the leader. He was that guy on the team. The offense runs through him. He has no instability with his minutes or his spot on the roster. He is the franchise player, and having a guy like Jeremy Lin come in there to humble him a little bit, to say, hi, I was on top of the world. I was the best player for a week or two in the NBA and how quickly it all fell down and to keep his head on right, to keep him humble and mentor him in that right direction where John Morant can accomplish what I think he has the ability and the talent to do. That would be special. And there's a few other teams that can use a, a veteran point guard like Jeremy Lin, but he's been struggling to find success uh, in the G League. And it's so sad how his career kind of went back around in a circle. He was in and out of the G League before, or it was the D League at the time. He was undrafted. Can you believe that? An undrafted player became the headline story for a month or two in the entirety of the NBA. And what one thing that the question that's always raised is how much did Carmelo Anthony hurt Jeremy Lin's career trajectory? Because most of the Lin sanity run was when Carmelo Anthony was not there. Um, Carmelo Anthony, yes, he played a few of the games, but he was hurt. He was on very limited minutes, and he 
was not really in the position to take shots away from Jeremy Lin. Jeremy Lin was allowed to make mistakes because there was no pressure. The star player is gone. Um, Amari Stoudemire was on the uh, tail end of his stardom, so he wasn't really expected to produce those kind of numbers and that impact that we know Amari used to be able to, excuse me, to do. And Jeremy Lin had the green light. He could just go for it. Um, but when Carmelo Anthony returned, it all went crumbling down. Uh, yes, he got hurt on March 31st, 2012. Um, he had a torn meniscus. Uh, he missed a few games. But the crazy part is that he would never play a game for the New York Knicks ever again. Um, you would think that he was destined for glory. He was another one of those success stories coming out of New York that all the pieces were together, all the stars had aligned, but that wasn't the case. Uh, he was shipped off to the Rockets. They were the only team that would... Uh, offer him the contract he was looking for three years 25 million dollars but never really worked out he didn't play very many minutes in, in houston uh he didn't mesh too great with what they've been doing there especially when they acquired james harden uh just moments after signing him basically uh he no longer had the faith of the organization behind him the way that he had for those uh, few months in New York. And that's what it seems like he really needed. He needed that kind of trust in order to go out there and perform. And there is one game, there is one game where uh, he flashed that brilliance again and that was when he faced the New York Knicks back in Madison Square Garden and dropped 22 points and 9 assists to get a 109-96 win back in the Garden. And that must have felt really good for him, but the problem was it didn't last. Um, Jeremy Lin never seemed to achieve that peak um he the, the most that he was ever able to really do is he was challenged in the skills challenge at the all-star game he didn't win um his career spiraled out of control and thankfully he was able to hop on a championship team and get that experience because i think out of all the guys um that, that we look at jeremy lynn is one of the guys that really deserves it He's worked really hard for what he's got. He played at an Ivy League school. That's not a path that a lot of NBA players go to. Uh, he's a smart guy. He's a hard worker. And he's really humble. He's remained humble throughout his entirety of the career. Uh, he's a trailblazer um, for, and not, not a member of the Portland Trailblazers, but a trailblazer for uh, athletes around the world. Because I think he was the second Chinese basketball player uh, right behind Yao Ming 
Um, so he, he really opened the doors for a lot of people. Um, the game has gone global. We know this. Basketball has become a global game. The NBA is a global league. Uh, and Jeremy Lin was one of the people who doesn't get enough credit for how much he's done to uh, open up the, the league. Yeah, Uh so Jeremy Lin was the first American of Chinese or Taiwanese descent to play in the NBA. Um, there have been players before, but he was the first to be born in the United States of a Chinese or Taiwanese descent. And he's had a such a unique and interesting career. Um going from an Ivy League school, bouncing around the league. Let me read all of the teams that Jeremy Lin has been rostered on. He started it on the Golden State Warriors, although he was undrafted. He was an undrafted free agent signed to the Warriors. Uh, then he played on the Reno Bighorns. That's a D-League affiliate. The Dongguan Leopards, again, a D-League affiliate. Then the Knicks, that's where he had his greatest stint of stardom. Um, and then he dropped back to the Erie Bay Hawks. Um, not for too long because he was quickly picked up by the Rockets. But then since then, he's been a journeyman if there ever was one. He's played on the Lakers, the Hornets, the Nets, the Hawks, and the Raptors as professional NBA teams. And now um, he played on the Beijing Ducks. He went overseas and he performed uh, in that league. But... He has struggled to find a way back. Um, he is signed with the Santa Cruz Warriors. Again, how ironic his career keeps coming back to Golden State. But with COVID, it's been very hard. He's mentioned in some interviews before that it's been very hard to train. It's been very hard to maintain that roster spot. It's been very hard to perform at the highest level. It's something that's affected everyone, but Jeremy Lin is one of the guys where it seems like his story always has been cut short to things out of his control. From the injuries to not meshing well with more established star players, it seems like he's a guy that couldn't catch a break. So when he did have those moments in 2012 that captured the hearts of NBA fans around the world it was a truly special sight to see and i i hope for the best for him i think that it's important to spotlight these players and remind everybody of how good they really were that it, it wasn't just a fad he put the work in behind the scenes he really uh busted hard to get to where he was he never quit he kept with it and when someone does that and then they get some success out of it it's always an inspirational story to hear so i'm really happy that he was able to do that even though it wasn't able to be sustained over a longer period of time it was a sensational time and it even coined the moniker of linsanity he appeared in the covers of sports illustrated on time magazine and was even named the Time 100 Most Influential People in the World. Uh, he won the ESPY Award for Breakthrough Athlete of the Year. Uh, he had a lot of personal accomplishments in that one year alone. His social stock grew on both Twitter and Instagram, his social media pages. He, was, he became a household name 
And it's really, really nice to see when a player does that out of nowhere. Uh, because we don't see the work that athletes everywhere are putting in because such a small percentage make it to an NBA roster. And an even smaller percentage on that gets any meaningful minutes in an NBA game. So for a guy to overcome all those odds to beat those challenges, it's really inspirational. So I hope that I was able to spotlight Jeremy Lin's rise to fame and fall from grace well in this episode. So if you guys enjoyed, please remember to leave a like, comment, and subscribe. And if you're listening on Apple or Spotify, please make sure to leave a five-star rating if you enjoyed. Share this with all of your friends. And um, we have an affiliation with Audible. So if you go to any YouTube video uh, or even our Instagram and Twitter pages, you can find a link that will get you 30 days free of Audible audiobooks. Uh, there's a lot of time that you don't have time to read books, but you want to listen and grow your perspectives. And guess what? We are also on Audible. You can listen to our podcast, whether that's Backseat Banter, Banter Broadcast, Primetime Banter, or all the other awesome shows that the banter brand is putting out. We are all on Audible as well. So if you click the link, it helps the show out a little bit. We get a small kickback, so it supports what we're doing. If you enjoy what you've heard and the awesome work that we've been putting out and have planned for you in the future, please consider signing up for a 30-day free trial. Mm -hmm.